Do you have a belief system that holds you back from chasing your dreams? Perhaps marriage equals failure or finances equal lacking. On today's episode, we're talking mindset. What creates our thoughts? How they hold us back and techniques to walk towards our greatness with more confidence and purpose. Hi, my name is Stephanie Pletka, and I'm here to navigate the messy parts of motherhood. I'm a small town mom of four who took a parenting blog and wrote a book to help moms find the goodness in the hard places, to chase their dreams and write their story. So sit tight in the carpool lane. You know what I'm talking about, mamas. Comfortable in those yoga pants and get ready to be encouraged. This is the Motherhood Mindset with Stephanie Pletka. Today, we are talking about mindset. Christine Roberts is a wife, mom, success coach, speaker, and author of Inspirational Mind Food. She loves to inspire big dreams in women to believe that whatever you dream is possible, a healthier mindset or improved family relationships. She leverages her corporate experience in leadership with John Maxwell and Disney, along with the lessons she's learned from other experts to help others create their best life. Fun facts, she ran the New York City Marathon twice and jumped out of a plane at 10,000 feet. They sold their home in 2016, bought an RV, and traveled America for a year. And that's how I met you, Christine, through our mutual friend, Lori. Can you believe that? I mean, she connected us because we were traveling in a motorhome across the country with four kids in tow, working and schooling like crazy people that we are, right? Yeah, I mean... How many people, how many crazy people, this is before it was in vogue, like with the, with the pandemic, I think a lot of people are, have been doing that, but you're even more since you had four kids. I only had two. <laughs> oh girl, don't compare. It was good and hard and fun and crazy. It doesn't matter how many kids you have. Lori called me and she said, somebody's doing something just like you, you crazy people. And so you were passing through Arizona to California and we just showed up to your RV park. <laughs> I can't even believe they let us in. We had dinner and with your family and we talked for hours. It was so much fun. That was so fun. How did you even come up with this idea? Yeah. So talk about mindset. I was uh, at the time working a lot, you know, as a corporate person working a lot. Our kids were in all sorts of activities. You know, there was just life felt out of control, actually. I know your listeners, there's probably a lot of women out there that can relate to this. On paper, we had everything, the fancy house, the nice cars, you know, all the good stuff. But life just felt like such a grind. And um, we had gone to a a few different things inspired it. I had been at a speaker conference in California with Brian Tracy, who's like another personal development guru. And I met some amazing people who had done this. They traveled America with their kids, but what inspired it was uh, the the wife had been sick and they were concerned about you know her health, whether she would be with us. Luckily, she got better and um, and they're good, but they rented their house. They bought an RV. They traveled to America. Their kids did school. And I thought it planted the seed. I felt like God had put that out there for me. The second thing that happened is we went to an event at North Point Church called Cultural Current. And um, it was, uh, it's called Married Life Live. And the event, again, it was called Cultural Current. And the opening package, like they do a video to kind of set up the teaching, they showed a couple on a boat going out in the ocean, going scuba diving. 
and they drop anchor. They go over the side of the boat and they're underwater. So they're showing them underwater and they keep looking at the anchor and they got distracted and they were looking at the anchor and I'm not a scuba diver, but apparently, you know, there's a current under the water that can, you know, take you away. So, so scuba divers have to constantly be looking at the anchor to make sure that they're staying in the vicinity of the boat. Well, they get distracted and they look and they don't see the anchor and there's panic on their faces. Well, they go to the top of the water and they look and their boat was so far away. And the whole metaphor was all about how we can lose sight of what's really important in our cultural current. And that just resonated so much with me. And the final thing was I read an article about people in hospice and they asked them a question. If you could live your life over again, what would you do different? And people who were in hospice that were, you know, on their deathbeds, the biggest thing that they said was having regret, regret that they didn't just travel America for a year, regret that they didn't just, you know, hike the Appalachian Trail when they were young, regret that they didn't say they were sorry. And all of those things combined, I feel like God put those there to give the courage to, you know, sell our house, give away most of our stuff, sell our cars. Buy an RV. We did all of that in four months. Our kids did the K-12 Georgia Cyber Academy, and it was the most incredible experience. And we were cast on a TV show called Going RV, and like, it, it was just awesome. And we got to hang with you and your family in Arizona, so that was a highlight. Wow. That is an exciting experience. <laughs> your kids, they may not know how lucky they are, but definitely very fortunate to have parents who are like, you know, let's just think outside the box. And a lot of people that they may go, okay, there's no way I can do that. And and that's okay. But it's really having a mindset that what could we do? Mm-hmm. I know when I first got married to John, he sat me down and he said, if you could think up anything, if you wanted to travel or do anything, what would you want to do? And I thought, oh, well, maybe a couple of weeks a year, we could take off from our corporate jobs and go camping. And he looks at me and he says, that's it. If you had (laughs) all the things in the world. And my mindset was really low. I mean, you know, we traveled to Six Flags as a kid. (laughs) We would get in our car or we would go to Destin, Florida. Yeah. And I mean, I thought all that stuff was amazing. And, you know, it was, but I'd not really gone out that far. And so he was like, girl, we need to rethink your mindset here. (laughs) And we ended up backpacking Europe and doing all these things. And it was so much fun. What is mindset and how is it really formed? Yeah. So, you know, it's funny because when you sent me a thing like mindset, it's really our attitude about life. You know, whether we think life is good, bad, mediocre, you know, mindset is really just how we view life. You know, how you, anyone, anyone that's listening, like, how are you seeing your life? How do you see the possibilities of life? Like what you were just saying, Stephanie, like we can have these blinders on. And I think that our culture, we are constantly on the go where so many people are on the rat race. You know, I think about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know, the top of it being self-actualization. Most people, we have safety, we have food, you know, we have relationships, but we're still just in the grind of life. A question I love to ask people is, you know, what would your life look like if there were no limitations? Many times people can't even think of what it would look like because, again, it's just in that 
daily grind. And especially in our culture today, we're downloaded with so much negativity and we're being, you know, so many times we're desensitized to it, but it affects our subconscious mind and our spirits. Managing our thoughts, I mean, thoughts drive everything, right? Thoughts lead to belief drives behavior. So what do you believe? What you believe comes what you think that drives a feeling because you can't like if you're sad, you usually had a sad thought before you're sad, right? Your, your feeling drives what you do or how you act and your actions ultimately drive the results in your life. Managing our thinking is so hard. <laughs> Managing our, our mindset is, is really hard, especially in our culture today. Yeah, you made a good point because, you know, growing up, you might say, well, marriage equals failure. I mean, everybody, you could say everybody in my family's been divorced, you know, or married two or three times. I mean, my grandma was married eight times. Who was? (laughs) My grandmother was married eight times. Most people can't even find one or two husbands. That's impressive. (laughs) She's an overachiever. (laughs) I think, too, we have a lot of roles to play. And I know that it was hard on my family when I just said, hey, guess what? We're going to travel the country. And we only did it out of a need of being with my husband because we had lost a huge account. We owned our own business and he was traveling overseas a lot. And if we I was raising four kids by myself under seven years old. Well, bowing to you right now. No, girl. You know, we all just do what we have to do. And it's it's really survival mode. I felt angry. He felt sad. He was missing out on raising the kids. And so we came up with this hatched a plan to hit the road and, you know, rent our house. We didn't sell it, but we rented it. It was so much fun. We were on the road for three years. But here's the thing. When I announced to my family, like, hey, we're doing this. They weren't really that happy because it it had to change them, too. It's like, well, Mm -hmm. we won't see you as often. You know, when you go through a transformation, people around you are either forced to go on the transformation in their own way or let you go. I mean, it's it's a really big deal. You've got a role to play as a mother, a daughter, all these things. And when you have this mindset of I'm going to grow, then the people around you are like, hey, wait a minute, because that's going to take me off my couch of you know comfort here. And I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's so true. You know, I had listened to this podcast one time with Joel Osteen, and um, he's talking about the two minute two hour and two day people. And so imagine like this is kind of the visual. So picture like a big circle and inside the circle are a bunch of dots. All of those dots represent the people in your life. Below the big circle is like three buckets with three little spouts. And one bucket says two minutes. The next bucket says two hours. And the third bucket says two days. And now all those dots, you want to put those in the right buckets All those people you want to put in the right buckets because you don't want to spend two days with a two-minute person. And I think that a lot of times we have to get permission to not allow ourselves to be with two-minute people. And I don't know about you, but I'm related to some two-minute people, and I love them. However, I have to really limit exposure because... It's like you could say the sky is blue, the sun is shining, and it's like, well, it's going to rain tomorrow. You know, like <laughs> you're going, okay, well, it's it's beautiful today, right? Um, and so really paying attention to, uh, you know, and, and the thing is, too, I think 
sometimes when people don't dream big or they don't think big, it's uh, being careful who you share your dreams with and, and just making sure that we're surrounding ourselves with a lot of two-day people that fuel our dreams, fuel our, um, you know, like are happy for us and, and sharing our dreams. Wow. You just said a mouthful there and I am writing notes here. Okay. You said, so there's the two minute person, the two hour person and the two day person. Like you were saying, we mix those and put them in different buckets. And then we want people look at us and they're like, these expectations aren't met. And so that creates disappointment. Or maybe you look at a family member and you're like, oh, my gosh, I've, I've hustled for my worth. I've climbed the corporate ladder. I've done all the things. You know, that's your mindset is you're hustling for your worth instead of just hustling because you want to, you know, hustle to the harmony and enjoy your life. It's trying to hustle to prove something, to prove your place, that you matter, that you count. Maybe you are you know, wrapped around this pole of pain, right? Where it's like that elephant that he was little, he was a baby elephant and they tied him to the pole. And then as he grew older, he didn't even realize he could just walk away. He was bigger and more powerful and he, you know, was the boss, but he didn't know it. And so he just hung there his whole life. And I think sometimes we look at people or people look at us and we think, why can't they give the love? Why can't they do this or be that or change? but they don't have the capacity to do it. And we're trying to fit a two minute person into a two day bucket, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Woo, That's this good. is good stuff. Mindset <laughs> is everything. When people say, Oh, you're just wearing rose colored glasses. Well, maybe we need a pair. I yeah. saw Kevin Hart the other day. He is so funny. He was on like a I love him. Jimmy Kimmel or <laughs> he was so funny. And he was talking about his brother that he can say, oh, my gosh, you know, I think we're going to buy some land. And he's like, you don't know anything about building a house. And he's like, well, I'm not going to build it myself, you know, <laughs> but everything <laughs> he said was like, mm, that ain't going to work. Oh, it rains there a lot. Oh, do you know people? Because they're shysters. And he's like, dude, <laughs> <laughs> but that is true. Our mindset is made up of our past often, right? Absolutely. And what we're, what we've been exposed to. And I think there's, there's an aspect of, of nature there, like, you know, our different personalities, how we're hardwired. But I think there is a lot of, you know, our viewpoints in life can be influenced by those around us. But yeah, that's, I, I think what you focus on grows, right? And that whole idea, if you want to, you know, Tony Robbins does this thing where he has people close their eyes or no, he he says to somebody, look around where you are right now and look for everything that's blue. Look for anything and everything that's blue. And so people look around and they're looking for blue, 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 blue. Then he says, close your eyes. And then he says, now tell me something in the room that's green. And nobody can think of anything because nobody was looking for green. They were only looking for blue. And in life, I think that, you know, when I see so many people, you know, when people can be offended by things, it's like, what are you looking for? Because you will find whatever you're looking for. If you want to find goodness, if you want to find people that are that are good, there's so many good people. There's so many things that are good out there. You can find that if you if you want to focus on things that are going wrong, you can find that, too. So what you focus on grows. And if you focus on the good things and give the benefit of the doubt and, you know, seek kindness. If, if you put those things out there, it's like that reticular, they, what is it? RAS reticular activating system in our brains. We will find whatever it is that we're looking for. 
And, um, you know, even in life with solutions, or if you have something you're trying to do, or you're trying to figure out, when you focus on the right questions of where to find the solution, all of a sudden things start showing up, because you start noticing those things. It's almost like when you purchase a car, and then all of a sudden you think (laughs) you were the only one who had that car. Or when I named my son Jack uh, in like 2000, that was, I thought, oh, that's an old school name, you know, grandpa was named Jack, and I'm going to name him. And then suddenly every kid in school in kindergarten yes. is named Jackson. And he looks at me and he says, um, am, am I Jack? And I was like, no, you're, uh, he's like, am I Jackson? And I said, no, you're Jack. And I thought, oh my gosh, there's 20 kids in here now that have this name. It's so crazy. Right. So talking about mindset, I know that you had raced a couple of marathons. And so I thought, well, I raced one marathon in Dallas once. Oh my gosh, it was so hard. And I had practiced running up to like 18 miles and I thought the rest will have to be mindset. The rest will just have to be the grit and the, you know, the Southern girl is unstoppable. She can do it. So I get around mile 23 and boy, did I want to quit. And literally it wasn't my body that wanted to stop, but I thought who makes the last three miles straight uphill? I mean, I wanted to talk to this person and I had, I had told my husband, my goal was five hours. Now, you know, some people might look at that and be like, oh, my God, that's so slow. And then others would be like, whoo, you made it. That's that's fast. Well, for me, that was that was my time. So five hours. I had told my husband that was my goal. And so I get to mile 23. I'm upset at whoever made the last three miles, you know, uphill. And I just stop. And and then I just start walking. And I'm slow. I'm sure a turtle could have passed me. And John had come along the way, uh, you know, mile six and 12 and 18. But the problem was, is I wanted someone else to be my jet fuel. I wanted someone else to be my advocate and my, you know, my cheerleader. But I had to be that person to kick it in. No one's going to do it for me. At mile 23, I stop. I start crying. He comes alongside me and he says, listen, I know what your goals are. I know you can do this. Don't blame it on anyone else. Don't blame it on the guy who made the last three miles up straight up. Don't do it. If you want to win this for yourself, then you need to run now. I'm making all the excuses. And he looked at me, my quiet engineer, and he said, go. I mean, he screamed, go. I just took off running with everything in me praying and I was going, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength and I'm running. And as I run to the finish line, I look up at the clock and it read four hours, 59 minutes and 58 seconds. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That is an awesome story. So mindset can move mountains, girl. Yeah. Like you believed your husband. Wow. He's the machine. He poured belief into you that you could do it. And then you believed you could do it and you did it. I mean, that's amazing. He absolutely did. And we all need people like that in our lives, because I know that sometimes when we look at our past, there's a uh, Susan Miller. She wrote a book after the boxes are unpacked. And she always says you cannot move forward if you're always looking back. And I know it's easy to look back on our past because that's sometimes the foundation from which our house is built. But we can also go to counseling. We can also mm-hmm. pray and ask God to intervene and, and make those changes to create a different belief system. Because the past is the past and we're now currently 
in the present. And if we're not enjoying that, you know, the journey is everything. What is the point? So I think it's very important to go to counseling and also to pray. So what area of our lives should we eliminate certain things like to just be watchful as it you know pertains to our daily mental health? Yeah, I would say pretty obvious ones that everybody's heard, but I would definitely say revisit these things if you're not doing them. And one is to really pay attention to what you feed your mind, what you allow into your mind. Like, you know, we got to stay up current on some things that are going on, but let's not immerse ourselves in all the negativity in our world. Uh, so limiting news. Uh, someone is, was just telling me recently that on social media, like taking taking the notifications and turning them off on social media, moving your, if you know, like social media can just be the killer of, of your soul. But I know that we all, you know, there's the perks. It's just like anything, right? There's the good parts and the bad parts. Too much of anything isn't good. Moving social media off of your home screen on your on your phone and to another screen and then being deliberate when you look at it and having intentionality around how long you allow yourself on there. And uh, one person said to me the other day that when she, if she scrolls through her social media and there's someone and like there's things that they post in it, she, she pays attention to how she feels and it's like if there's one, if there's someone that she's followed or whatever, and she feels like a feeling that's not good, she she unfollows them immediately. And so that's one thing with what we watch on TV, eliminating um, ugliness. You know, there's so many there's so many sh- programs that really sensationalize a lot of negative things in relationships, how people treat each other, and uh, you know. But what I'd like to say is. I think about the Pareto principle, the 80-20 rule. If you want to, you know, if you want to watch some really (laughs) housewives of Atlanta or whatever, hey, that's fine. You just do that 20% of the time and 80% of the time. Be doing things that fuel your soul. You know, when you're listening to music, listen to music with positive lyrics. Get outside and nature and take a walk every day. Take a hike. Um, You know, journal and really journal what you're grateful for. Gratitude There's all sorts of uh, neuroscience studies around being grateful and how that changes your actual chemicals in your body and um, surrounding yourself with two day people, you know, intentionality about who you, you know, who you spend your time with. We're the what is it? We're the average of the five people that we spend the most time with. And so those are some of the different things that uh, and serving, you know, being out and serving others. You know, a lot of times we can get caught up in our own stuff and just, uh, you know, become kind of narcissistic. I, I know sometimes I'll have things that I'm like boohooing and then I read, you know, I go and serve at um, Meals by Grace or, you know, serve at church and uh, and the spiritual life, you know, really for me as a Christian, you know, being in the word and and having my God time every morning, it really sets my day up for success when I surrender to the Lord and when I really um, focus on my relationship with Jesus Christ and being a good, you know, being a follower of, of the word. I love this. Time has flown so quickly. Can you tell us, Christine, a little bit about where they can contact you? Yes. Yeah, so uh, my website is Christine M. M is for Marie Roberts.com, Christine M. Roberts.com. And then everywhere, you know, I'm on 
Instagram, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, and it's Christine M. Roberts is pretty much what you can find there. I'm in all the places where everybody is. So come and see me. And um, I have a, uh, a coaching program that's going to be launching on May 16th. And uh, anyone listening, if you're wanting to try to, you know, really get intentional in your life in all areas, then uh, reach out to me and we can plan a call. This is great. I just thank you so much for your time for really giving us that belief system to help us figure out what's holding us back from chasing our dreams and writing our story. So until next time, here's to living your best life. Hey guys, if this show has blessed you, the number one way you can help me is to click the five stars and tell me what you think over on Apple Podcast. You can go to my website at stephaniepletka.com and subscribe or grab a copy of my book, Living Your Best Life, or even download the Audible for Moms on the Go. Are you in the Phoenix area? Tune into Faith Talk 1360 every Monday at 4 or listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Until then, here's to living your best life.